0: It's New York, Yo, it's a New York, yo, it's a new
1: And welcome to Crash Cord's Autographs. Today, Matt welcomes Karama, A.K.A. the Blurred Girl, a blogger, YouTuber, and internet powerhouse hailing from Brooklyn, New York. With Matt, Karama chats about the origins of the Blurred Girl and how it grew from its humble beginnings as a Tumblr blog to the full-fledged nerd-devoted website it is today. They discuss her childhood and how her upbringing taught her to think differently. They discuss her many experiences at conventions and what it's like to meet your idols, the culture of social media, and what it's like to be an outspoken personality. And so, from all things comic books, music, and television, to her expanding brand, here's presenting Matt Storm and The Blurred Girl.
2: And welcome to another episode of Autographs. I, of course, am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon. And my guest this week is the one and only Karama, a.k.a. The Blurred Girl. Hello. Thank you for joining me. Thanks
3: for having me. This is awesome.
2: It's been my pleasure. Um, I'm a big fan of your work, your blog, your YouTube, all the nerdy stuff that you do.
3: Oh, thank you. I'm actually
2: a very big fan of your reaction gifs on Twitter as well. (laughs) I feel like that's uh that's, a, I follow you for many things, but I appreciate those best.
3: A lot of people have been telling me that, and it's so funny, because I feel like I have to, like, replenish my gifts, because they're getting kind of, like, redundant, and to find some new ones put in the arsenal. I think my favorite
2: in a while was the one of, um, the gentleman's name from, uh, Black Panther, Staring, yes. and it's like, stares <laughs> in Wakanda. <laughs> stares in
3: Wakanda. Like, yeah, that actually got a lot of retweets, I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, that, yeah, that, I that found, was a good one. yeah, I found, actually a, uh a new gift making app which allows me to make them very quickly from videos and I was like oh it's on like the moment I saw the, the trailer I was like oh I got something
2: <laughs> excellent well um, let's get started by chatting about your blog um, the Blurred Girl and how it started I know so Crash Chords originally started as a music blog mm-hmm. that I was writing for a long time and then one of my two co-hosts on my other show went you listen to like 30 podcasts why are you not making a podcast <laughs> And that's kind of how it started um, but I'm curious how the Blurred Girl came to be.
3: Um, the Blur Girl uh came to be actually started on Tumblr. Okay. Um, and it started on Tumblr as an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because I've actually never told the total origin story, so you will be the first. Excellent. Um, you might not know this, but I'm actually a stroke survivor.
2: Oh, I did not know that.
3: And I was actually, uh December um twentieth, twenty thirteen, I suffered a stroke that the short version is it shut down the left side of my body. Oh man! And I was actually out of town. I was on a job in Philly, um, and I spent Christmas and New Year's um, in Philadelphia in hospital, and then in rehab, and then like um, learning how to walk again and things oh, like wow. that. It was it was fun. Oh, I'm so, sure. <laughs> so, but what happened was I've been in, I've been into comics and stuff for for ages, and um, I've been a geek my whole life, but. It was, um, I do editing and graphics. Mm -hmm. That's my day job. And I was freelance editing assignment out there. So, but I've been known for like being a workaholic and everything. And that wasn't the only reason why I had a stroke, but it didn't help. Um, And when I was in there, I had friends that were sending me like boxes of comics and tons of stuff. And I was like, okay, so... I think it might be time to start working on something that you really, really like. Not that I don't like editing, because I am a freelancer, and I've been d- doing that for years. I'm an entrepreneur in that area. But I was like, it's time to stop. Like, I'm going to put off my hobbies and do this other stuff and try and do something that I like. And I was sitting there looking at these comics, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just do this. I'm going to start the Tumblr talking about comics and geekdom and all the stuff that I care about, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. So it actually... The, I, it wasn't up yet, but the actual first articles were written in a hospital room. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, then I just started putting stuff up on Tumblr and just tum- retumbling things that I liked and found mm-hmm. inter- interesting. And one of the things that people were always talking about were, you know, oh, we need more people of color in comics. And we need mm-hmm. more people of color in things. And it, I, I agreed, but I also really noticed that nobody knew about a whole bunch of characters right. that were already out. That sure, kind of had been shelved and things like that. And um, so one of the first articles I posted was about um, uh, Isaiah Bradley, the quote unquote mm-hmm. Black Captain America. It was right. a run that was done <clears throat> in that in the nineties, and it was it was a standalone series. And it was basically answered the question: What if Steve Rogers was not the only person to have received uh, the Super Soldier se- Serum? And they clearly experimented with it before it got to him. Sure, of course. What if they were experimenting on soldiers, uh, black soldiers, Latino soldiers, soldiers, all kinds of people in World War II? And it was a really interesting run. And the, he ended up actually meeting Captain America, and in the the Steve Rogers version of Captain America. And so it was stories like that mm-hmm. that I started talking about, and just like random characters and people that like didn't no one thought existed so that also stumbled into the whole uh concept of diversity in comics and pop culture and media Mm -hmm. in general um which was interesting because i found myself right in the middle of it as i launched the (laughs) the um the wordpress version of the site um after the tumblr got really popular. Because um, the Tumblr was sort of a test. Like, if enough people like this, yeah. I'll, you know, go bigger with this. And then I wrote a, um, a post that kind of went viral, which was really weird. Because um, I had actually started Blur Girl under another name. It was called Derpy Girl. Because that was what my... Actually, my handle on Live Journal was for a while. <laughs> and a couple other sites that I was on. And it was... But I was from derpy as in goofy and clumsy sure and of course anybody who's been around me for more than like half an hour I'll probably break something before I leave okay good I'll keep that in mind <laughs> um I did not know the 4chan version of the term uh, yes that was basically a derogatory term for people with mental illnesses and things mm-hmm. like that and I'm yeah. like oh wait no I have people in my family that are have like yeah. mental illness, and I'm like, I can't no. Sure. no. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to change the name right after I put out this article. So I did this post called 25 Reasons Why You're Not Making Any Money at Comic Con. And it was <laughs> partly a joke and partly a rant that had happened between me and a few friends. Sure. Like going to cons and like tired, like guys just looking at your chest and tired. Of oh, the yeah, of course, saying, sure, oh, yeah. Or guys saying, oh, I don't have any storm. I'm like, and people like just not, yeah. like just the general, um, con nonsense that happens not just for women but just for people in general sure of course Um, and I was like let me put that out and then I'll change the name tomorrow and then I got the next day and it had gone viral and I was like um okay so and I do know some coding because I have had a couple of sites and I've done i mean i can code i can build a site i hate okay. it but i can do it okay <laughs>
2: well it's still good skill to have
3: <laughs> so i'm sitting there like great now i have to do a forwarding address and all the things so it's still launched blurred girl i still i told everybody on on tumblr the name is changing this is why uh-huh. and actually it's funny i had a really good response i had a lot of people like you know what that's very noble of you that's really yeah. nice of you like a lot of people don't realize that that's a problem and i'm like yeah i'm not I didn't. I didn't know it for that term because sure. I'm not on 4chan like that, right? Um, and or Reddit, <laughs> so I didn't know. And now I know, changing the name. But so it's funny if you search for Derby Girl, you might still find it because the shadow of it still has to exist to of forward course. to the other. Yep. Um, but I don't actively. I'm not actively on it anymore. So yeah, and then that happened, and then I just started reviewing comics and. reviewing things at random. Um, Now it has a little bit more structure to it. There's, like, reviews and there's announcements about things. And I've also started to build a little bit of a database Mm -hmm. of... um, I have a a couple posts up about um, POC-friendly comic cons and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny because people go, but they're all POC-friendly. Like, nobody's not letting black people in the door. I'm like, yeah, but... but." Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. (laughs) So, like, there are places that... um, like, um, Baltimore Comic Con has this problem where uh, Maryland is a state that is not, does not allow um, people who consider themselves, um, if you are not cisgendered, and yeah. you would, like, let's say you were transgendered and you would like to use the woman's room and you identify as a female, but you were born as a male, they don't let you do that. Right. So, the, I'm not saying Baltimore Comic Con is not friendly To people of color or LGBTQ, but you got to keep that in mind. Right. Do that kind of you know. The
2: laws are still there, and you can't fight against those.
3: Exactly. And so that is sort of what it's come out of, and it's I have sort of accidentally become a resource, which freaks me out sometimes because I'm (laughs) like, I don't know all the things. I have Google just like everybody else. Yeah. But as we all know, on social media, people are lazy.
2: Yes, it's true. Well, it's funny. Like, I've I've found myself interacting as I get uh, more traction as a DJ in the burlesque community. And I work with people across all spectrums. And, you know, I I don't know everything. And so, like, I'll address someone who prefers to be addressed as they, but they're looking femme that day. And so I'll say she or her by accident but I'm never doing it with intent or to be to ignore their preference
3: right and I think and I think that's the big deal mm-hmm. I mean I think that's the big thing is intent mm-hmm. and unfortunately in 140 characters your intent can be lost.
2: Yes absolutely And I think
3: also and I'd spend a lot of time it's really really funny because I spend a lot of time like, defending people as much as people go like you were really like out there like going after people. I'm like really I don't I yeah. spend more time defending people than I do um go in the opposite directions and i've had people actually hit me up on twitter and ask me questions and i know they think i'm gonna give them a fight and i'm like and i'll give them a conversation and they're not ready they're like oh Oh. well that actually kind of makes sense i'm like i and i and i and i actually had a conversation with somebody the other day that was like i don't agree with most of the things you post on twitter but i agree with you here yeah and i'm willing to admit that i'm like well cool have a great day. All right. <laughs> you
2: know? Yeah, it's nice when you can actually have a civil conversation on social media.
3: Right. And sometimes I kind of force people to do that. Sure. Like, the, I give everybody a chance. But if you start a conversation with bitch, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> mute, you know, yeah. sorry. Exactly. And I actually had someone like, how come you muted the other guy in the conversation? I'm like, because he started the conversation with bitch. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just that, that. I don't do that. I'm not going to argue. If that's how you're going to start, you, yeah. that's, you know. So, but I learned kind of a long time ago that I think differently because just as many people who think that I'm like this champion of diversity think that I'm not doing enough. Like I get right. just as many tweets and emails. It's like, you are lame. Like talk like I, there's a whole legion of feminists who don't think I'm feminist <laughs> enough. Of course. And there's a whole, and you're never, never no. going to, you know, and someone was asking me actually also very recently, like, how is it that you are not, so jaded by all of the social media and the crazy. I'm like, because I'm walking. Yeah. Perspective.
2: Yeah. It, <laughs> like, it, no, absolutely.
3: Whoa, we are not saving lives here.
2: Yeah.
3: No, yeah, <laughs> not, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I know you think this is very, very important and that you feel that your manhood is being attacked. You can put the phone down and walk away. Yeah. Or put the laptop down and walk away, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people kind of forget that. Yeah. But it's kind, of, it's kind of like also, I learned at a very young age that I don't think like other people <laughs> like I one don't. of the
2: i think focused and Im- impressive characteristics of any nerd is you know you're just a little off you're yeah. not like everybody else
3: well my mother is not from this country my mother's okay. from bermuda actually, oh, okay which everybody goes why would you leave I'm just, <laughs> because it's very expensive it's still a british yeah. colony it's yes, about, like, it like a is. gallon of milk is like eight dollars like it's really expensive so um but she's from here. My father's from down south. And my father graduated from Harvard class of 1960. So that all that right there yeah. is a different kind of origin story. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I grew up in, born in New York, but I was raised in Jersey. Um and my dad was like we're gonna he wanted us to be in a really good education was huge for him Mm -hmm. because Harvard sure so he wanted us to be in uh, near a public school he didn't want to pay for private school but a public school that was really really good Mm -hmm. so I actually grew up in Ridgewood New Jersey okay which is like Bergen County Um, which side note really really random that was probably the town that lost the most people in in nine eleven because uh, so many people from that town commuted
1: to really
3: yeah work in the financial district. I so many that. everybody like left en masse and would work would like basically commute from there because wow. it was like good education suburbs but close sure. enough to the city. So a lot of, there's a lot of people that lost family members. It That's, was really weird. Oh wow. Um and so. I had on the one hand, it's interesting, because when people talk about immigrants, they don't think of Bermuda, because they think they have this image. Right, of course. Mexican-Americans or Africans. Of course. But Caribbeans are immigrants also. So I grew up with this way of viewing the world that I knew, I didn't realize until I got to high school, that was like really different. And my mother was basically like, Americans don't never say what they mean, they're very confusing. (laughs) So you have to be very careful. And also the perspective of like family, you know, from her side, laughing sort of at American politics and American everything. Sure. They're like, yeah, you guys are all inclusive, but you have a World Series and you don't invite anybody else.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah. you
3: have a <laughs> and go and being down there, being in Bermuda watching the Olympics one year, going, this coverage isn't showing anybody else,
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> like not really. Yeah, you yeah. know, being
3: young, going, oh. Okay, so I learned at a really, really young age that it's really... Everybody's telling you what they think from the lens mm-hmm. that they're seeing things from. Sure. They, so So often it's just this shift. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of also what I try to do with 4 girls. is just like, you're not wrong, but did you ever think about it this way?
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: So that's sort of my thing. And my dad was very much like... Um, you're just going to have to it's really really hard um to, to it's funny um very much like um i'm trying to think of the tv show um um basically like you're going to have to work three times as hard as everybody else it's going to be hard they're going to tell you you can't do it and you're going to be the smartest person in the room and you just have to get over it yeah because that's just how it is so on the one hand, I got used to seeing things very differently. And then on the other hand, I got used to not telling anybody yeah. I was seeing anything differently. Just sure. be an observer, take the information, and do what you have to do. So I think on the one hand that um both those things helped shape me and my geekdom. And my brothers are also both geeks. Like we were all very much like like People are like, oh, well, you know, are you a gamer? I'm like, not really. Like, I play. I don't want to say I'm a gamer because I can't tell you chapter and verse all the things. Yeah, like, sure. if you bring out Tekken, I'll kill you in Tekken. Oh, That's all nice. I can say. good to know. That's all, all I can right. say. All right, That right. is good the to only know. game that I can say. But <laughs> I laugh now because my boyfriend's are like really big in gaming, and he's in RPGs. I just crack up because I'm like I. If I have the time to play a video game, I want to turn it on and kill things.
2: That's fair. And, and that's just, legit.
3: And it like, the RPG, dialogue. So like, do There's you want dialogue. to have a discussion? Do you want to kill them? Do we, yes, I want to kill them. That's all I want to do. <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Why are you asking me the questions? I want to shoot things. I want to shoot all things.
2: That's fair. That's totally fair.
3: <laughs> and so it's just really funny. But I get it. I think mm. the first RPG game I ever played was... Assassin's Creed before the graphics were cool, before they decided to go all over the world. Um, but it's 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 all the the evolution of all these things and these and these uh, geekdom and nerddom. Mm-hmm. It's just tribes. It's just yeah. You just you go to who kind of accepts you. I think what's weird though is because I I'm so into so many different things. I don't want to say I'm tribeless. I just think it's like multiple tribes. Yeah. And. Um, a friend of mine was interesting enough telling me, he's like, no, you have your own tribe. I'm like, I do? Where are they? Yeah. Like, I forget sometimes that the blog does have following. Sure. Um, I just got back from D.C. I was at, at AwesomeCon. And it, this was the first time. It was actually really very weird for me because I've been I've been on panels before. I like AwesomeCon because it reminds me of what Comic-Con used to be before sure. really, really, uh-huh. really, 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 really Hollywood. Um, and... It was just weird because I've, I'm used to people seeing me on a panel and saying afterwards, oh, it was nice, it was great talking to you, but I'm not, I've am not. i never been recognized in, like, the hallway. Right. Like, this kid was, this person was, like, running to, and I thought there was, like, an emergency, and I'm like, God, let's get out of the way. Yeah. And he's coming to me, and I was like, what's happening? What's wrong? He's like, you're the blood girl. I'm like, "Get yeah, Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't know why. Well, yeah, like, like why
2: is he, <laughs> right, right. That, that what's was going Brooklyn, on?
3: That was Brooklyn coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe. Maybe, What do you want? <laughs> exactly, what do you need? Um, and it was, you know, just, oh my God, I read all your stuff, and I'm really, really a fan, and whatever, and I was like. I know, yeah. And then I was um, in, I was busting my butt to get to this panel, which I made, thank God, for um, Science Channel. It was Outrageous Acts of Science. I'm kind of a science geek. I'm not a scientist, but right. I'm kind of a science geek. And so, um, so for two reasons. One, I happened to be able to cut some promos for the show. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because the, the company I was working with were like, yeah, we don't get a lot of this, but we got to do this promo. And I'm like, give it to me. I, I got it. Yeah. All of this. Yeah, give yeah. It to me all of the science. I got it. <laughs> um, the, um, so I wanted to meet. Uh, one of the hosts on the show, um, and I'm going to say his ro- name wrong, ha- Hakeem Oluseyi, I think is the proper way of saying it. Okay. He's an astrophysicist. Oh, very cool. And um, he's hilarious. Um, kind of like a younger Neil deGrasse Tyson, but a little bit cooler.
2: That's fair. Um, I think even Neil deGrasse Tyson would admit that he's not as cool <laughs> as people think he is. Yeah.
3: So when I met him after the panel, I was like, hey, listen, I'm a big fan. I also worked on the show. Just want to say hi I hand him a card, like I'm the blurb girl, he's like, oh my god, I know you. I'm like.
2: Yeah, right, exactly.
0: That
3: was like, stunned. Uh huh. And I like, had friends that were with me that were like, are you gonna take a picture? I'm like, picture, yes, yes. I'm taking a picture. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just like, completely in shock, I'm Sure. like, how would you know me? He's like, oh, your tweets are amazing, he said the same thing, yeah. I love your gifts. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. So I have to stop acting so surprised. Sure. <laughs> so, yes. Yes, I am. Um, I am very happy to be here. It's funny,
2: my favorite. I don't know if you're a community fan at all, the TV show. Yeah. So when um, when uh, Donald Glover's character meets LeVar Burton, and it's just like,
3: yes, yes. Like, yes. that's
2: how I feel when I meet people that I admire sometimes. Like, my brain just turns off.
3: Yeah. Oh, Like, no, you don't everything, know what to say. I stopped functioning, <laughs> the line was backing up. I just was like, <laughs> uh,
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, at Awesome Con, were you doing stuff for your YouTube YouTube channel as well?
3: I was really only there to do a panel, panel, and I decided, I made a concerted effort to not film and to just actually enjoy myself, because it's oh, been great. a long time since I've just, like, walked around con, <laughs> you know, and it was fun, and um, Awesome Con is just, like I said, it's one of those things, it's not too big, it's not too small, the Washington Convention Center is gigantic. Right, right sure. But it's the... The, panel, um, the panels and stuff, unfortunately, are, like, way in the other side of the building. So I mm-hmm. tell people all the time, like, if you are in the, like, Artist Alley and you have a panel to get to, give yourself a half an hour.
0: Because
3: mm-hmm. it's just that far. And I, even though people go, oh, yeah, New York Comic Con's the same way. I'm like, no, because New York Comic Con goes up and down. Mm-hmm. Washington Adventure Center, there's really, like, there are two floors, but... It's really, like, you're going up to get to the hallway, to get mm-hmm. to the other side. It's not like you're going up and there's more rooms right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's bigger than Javits. It's ridiculous. That's it's like crazy. A, it's like an airplane hangar. It's ridiculous. So, um, it was fun. It was fun seeing artists I hadn't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. I was bummed it was the same weekend as Heroes Con. Sure. Yeah, I have a good a thing about Heroes Con, yeah. Con, yeah. So, Heroes Con I want to do next year. Hopefully, they won't be on the same weekend and I can <laughs> do both. Um... But I'd already agreed to do this panel uh, beforehand. And um, so, yeah, no, I did not film. What I d- have done, um, which I was saying uh, actually when I first got here, is I actually do have I have a couple things in the can. The YouTube, there's more stuff coming, but what I've done is, are you ready? Yeah. Another announcement. Bring it. Starting a podcast. <laughs> Hooray!
2: The exclusive um, right here on Autographs, <laughs> folks. Happy to share that with the internet.
3: Um, Basically what's happening is... The interviews that I've done a few interviews that have ended up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But I'm now going to do the YouTube channel where it's like interviews or it's just me just like, this is the way I see it and the way it ought to be.
0: Yeah, sure.
3: (laughs) So those are easy because it's just me. Right. But interviews, it dawned on me like I'm sort of like, yes, YouTube's a great platform, but I've got a lot of people who've been like, can you make this podcast? Because I would love to just listen to it. Yeah. So I'm taking a couple past interviews I did, like one with Jason Silva and um, one with um, Karen Pittman, who was in Luke Cage. And- I
2: listened to that interview. Can I tell you, I always love listening to interviews where the, the two people are friends. Because you mentioned that yes, you knew yes. her. And, like, she was giving you shit from she the did. moment she the did. interview started. First of all, I love her. I thought she was She's wonderful amazing. in that show. I mean, that show was Phenomenal for have so many reasons. Have you seen reason. her
3: on Louis C.K.'s show?
2: I've not, but I've heard about it. You
3: have to see it, and i, I don't want to give it away. But she had a very, very—I mean, besides, i mean, everybody kind of knows this. Like she had yeah. one night stand with him, but that's not the point. It's the morning after. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really interesting, and so i would really be really interested to in check hearing what you, what you think. Have to check um, that out. I think that scene is up on. Um, YouTube. Yeah, you know what? It's more the same thing. It's more being like, they're not going to talk to me.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. It's just like,
3: I've been trying to find you. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So I actually, um, that happened again with another geeky person which I'm really excited about um, Dr. Rachel Burks who is a material chemist um, she's actually going to be up soon and she's somebody who I met I actually met her at um, Dragon Con mm-hmm. and I skipped the next two panels I was supposed to go to just to sit in the cafe and talk to her mm-hmm. because she's awesome and she's also a geek so we kind of talk about like what material the Hulk's pants could possibly be made out of to expand and attract that's, because I, these are the questions yeah, I have to know that, yeah. and like how come nobody else? I'm like, is it me or if Iron Man really existed as Iron, he would not be able to get off the ground. She's oh like,
2: yeah, I've watched <laughs> videos about that. But that that suit can't be made out of it iron. Can. Yeah. She
3: was like, yes, but you know, uh, man-made forged material made of aluminum and such substance is not going to flow off the tongue. I yeah. was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's stuff like that. So I'm sort of, and the other thing that I'm also pushing to do more of um, which people are going to see on the site as well as all the other channels is two things one the concept of um, blurred has somehow been just put to live tweeting shows which is not the case, right. I know a lot of black nerds, I know a lot of, um, which is what blurred stands for, but it's funny, I was on Blind Panels, who, um, which is a, a, a guy who basically does comics for the blind, which oh, is amazing, wow. and somebody, somebody was like, oh, that's an audiobook. I'm like, no. No, not because the same thing. It's not, because you wouldn't read the panel, you wouldn't read the cover, yeah. you wouldn't, you know, so... Um, and I'd, I've been on his show a couple times. Once just to do something like this. And the other time, he had me and another person who's visually impaired um, review the same comic. And it was fascinating. What I thought was interesting and what I picked up and what he picked up. And I was yeah. like, I see sighted. Would never notice that. Yeah. You know. Um, and so I was like, yeah, you guys are blurred too because you're Blind. Blind.
2: Boy nerd. He was like, nerd.
3: oh, you're amazing. I'm like... There you but go. it's So for some reason, like this inclusivity thing yeah. has sort of turned into, no, it's not. I'm like, but... So I think the problem is, um, and this is the thing about being a geek. Like, everybody defines it their own way. Mm-hmm. So I don't define it as, you know, I'm Blur Girl and everything here is... About Blurreds. No, no, no. I'm the Blurred <laughs> that's girl. That's me. That's me. And I talk about all the things. Yeah. So I think that's the other thing that kind of gets lost in the sauce sometimes.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I totally hear that. I, and Curating an online experience can be difficult sometimes, no matter who you are. Um but I, 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 I hate watching the nonsense that goes on on social media. You know, I have a lot of friends who are people of color, who are women, who are transgender, and, like, being a white male, a lot of that stuff washes past me. So I do everything I can to listen and be an advocate. But I also... I, I spend more time listening because I know there's a lot I don't know. There, I know there's a lot I don't understand. And there's also
3: things... And also, there are things that just happen that you don't necessarily see. I actually have a friend who... um He's Asian, actually, and he's online a lot. And he was like, yo, I had no idea. Because for some reason, he was looking at my feed that day. Mm-hmm. He's like, there was a particular person mm-hmm. that I was not necessarily having an argument with. It was an exchange. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this dude would never talk to me that way.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, And I'm like, I, yes, yeah.
3: it is very clear. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is just a thing. And I have other friends... That have jumped in my timeline, and I tell people like, guys, don't start fights on my timeline. It's really not that necessary. If somebody comes at you directly, oh, cool. Yeah. But honestly, if somebody just comes at me sideways, I'm just gonna block them or mute them. I'm not. you <laughs> you It's rare. I think maybe for maybe 48 hours after Trump was in office, I might have been like, ah, I oh, keep smashing. I mean, you and everybody <laughs> else, you know, but like. For the most part, you know. But I've had male friends, even my boyfriend. Like I, no one would ever say that to me. Oh I'm like, of course not. No, because yeah. man, you know. And so it's and I think that's the uh uh the um well actually crew.
0: Yeah. Um oh yeah.
3: But sometimes I engage the well actually crew because occasionally they need to realize. Like I actually did something like that yesterday. Like I had somebody that was like, I'm really tired of people who don't understand anything about comics talking about comics and this whole diversity thing and, you know, just, you know, I, I don't think you understand the stats. And I was like, oh, really?
2: And then you corrected that. Well, it
3: was funny. Normally, I don't do that. But it was like, for some reason, he caught me at the wrong moment before coffee. Mm-hmm. And it was like... <laughs> yeah. And so... It, and I just had the stats because I literally had just done this panel. Right. So I had the, the the issue that had come up was how, well, Black Panther, World of Wakanda had been canceled simply because of numbers. And I'm like, it's not just a numbers game, guys. It, yeah. w- it couldn't be. It couldn't be. Yeah. And I was basically saying how um, the crew, mm-hmm. which was the other Tyler Coats Coates um, comic The first issue sold over 32,000 copies, Mm -hmm. the very first one, and was canceled by issue two. I could see if it undersold. No, it's not 50 or 60 or 70, but Squirrel Girl clearly has not been making more than, like, 11. Yeah. Barely getting past that, and it's still up. Yeah. But is it because they've already had volumes out? Is it because, you know, and I also brought up Drax. Drax was one the end of last year that went on just limped along yeah until they let it finish its run and they didn't re- renew it right they let it finish why would, was this cancelled at the second one
2: yeah doesn't make know, any sense it doesn't
3: so there's. So the point I was trying to make is it numbers have something to do with it but it's not just numbers it couldn't be
2: yeah it has to be other things
3: right and I don't think even if <clears throat> Black Panther drops to 11 because they're tying it into the movie I don't think they're going to drop the main one the, right because that's money right yeah. now. Um, also, Black Twitter will probably lose its collective minds. But that's <laughs> for sure true, yes. But, I, 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 it's, but at the same time, I'm also trying to really make an effort to talk about a lot more indie stuff. Because I, it gets tiresome. Oh,
2: yeah, Like, for sure. why do
3: you think? I don't think anymore. You should look at this comic. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and these artists. And that's something else I do on my Instagram. I try and highlight a lot of artists. That oh, that's good. Some, not all yeah. of them are comic book artists, right. but a lot of them are um indie artists and things like that that have really, really amazing stuff that no one's looking at. And um,
2: yeah, I find myself reading more comics on the web, yeah than anywhere else like yeah, reading The Bouncer comics, yeah. and reading um, like just all these web comics that are or um, like Cyanide and Happiness like yeah. all of these have you, comics Have
3: you looked at Jasper's Starlight Tavern?
2: No Oh but I've heard of it You've
3: gotta look at
2: that So, so I've, I've read a, a couple of them because I actually interviewed the the guy who made it and mm. also does um, The Salvagers Salvagers right He was on this podcast Two years ago now? Oh, it's been wow. a while. But he was on, and we chatted about a lot of it. But the the couple of ones that I saw were great, you yeah. know, because it's just really cool pop culture, sometimes really silly, sometimes really poignant, and I love that kind of stuff. I like the comic, a comic that can do both and do both well.
3: Right, and the other thing, it's funny. I've often said, like, I wish I could get webcomic guys and, like, write, like, mainstream comic guys in the same room. Because it's so funny, because the mainstream comic guys, it's kind of like between difference between like classical music and like rock music uh-huh. like oh that's not real music or classical music and rap or whatever oh that's not real music and it's like but webcomic guys can draw people because there's men and women draw and write mm-hmm. and hit a schedule mm-hmm. every week
0: mm-hmm. yeah
3: and you got mainstream or indie comic guys that are putting out not webcomics but digital comics or flappies that like constantly late, constantly behind schedule, can't yeah. figure it out because their creative walked away. And it's so funny because, one, many times like they'll turn their nose up at webcomics. they like, well, it's not a real comic. It's like, mm, but...
2: But is it?
0: Yeah, Yeah.
3: so, and it's all, again, it's a shift. Mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe if you looked at some of the ways in which they actually construct their webcomics, you might be able to use that and hit some of your deadlines faster. Yeah. Like, not painting every single, I mean, we can't all be David Mack.
2: No, Painted definitely not. Painting every yeah.
3: single panel <laughs> in watercolor by hand.
2: <laughs> Which is crazy to me. It is
3: crazy. And I've met him, and he's a lovely person, and his work is amazing. Of course. But it's just like, and they pay him to do that. Of course, like, yeah. David Mack is not putting out. He's not on six titles this month. No, no. Which is the other thing, also. It's, you know, it's a it's really tough. Like, the, the other thing I was... Um, People like, we should boycott Marvel. We should boycott this, boycott that. I'm like, it's too messy. Yeah. Like, there's too many independent artists. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was talking to Tess Fowler about this and about Kari Randolph about this. Like, okay, yes. Um, for instance, Kari was on um, Mosaic, which just got canceled. Before that, he was on We Are Robin, which just got canceled. Now, his indie piece, Black, is still going. Right. But now he's working on something for for It's like, if you throw the baby out with the bathwater a lot of these artists aren't going to get any work yeah which is you know and I'm not an artist but I think what it is is because I have this background in editing and graphics social media as well as like um advertising because mm-hmm. I did the editing I do is basically promos and spots I just sort of again just a unique perspective of how like you can promote this better than that if you do this and you can still get sleep
2: yeah <laughs> Which is, which is key. Right. Which is key. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, your endeavors on YouTube and creating a new podcast and how you see the future of the Blurred Girl. Because it's a brand at this point. People know you for it. It
3: is. And it's really weird because it it's so funny. Because Blurred Girl was going to be the hobby and Thailand Media, which is actually my company, right. was going to be... The thing,
2: and it's and starting like, to shift the other way. Right? And,
3: but, and I had like a whole business plan. I had all this stuff laid out in Thailand. We're going to do this stuff now. For those of you who don't know, Thailand Creative does exist. The the website is going to be launching. I've actually been behind the scenes working mm. with clients for a couple years. Um, I think my biggest client, or my my the one that I'm most proud of was last year. I ran the Indiegogo campaign for Rosarian Publishing, and we basically raised about forty five thousand dollars. That's amazing. And I, so I do some of that I run Kickstarter campaigns I coach mm-hmm. those I also coach for social media as well as sometimes I will ghost I will run somebody's um, social media for them but I'm a trainer right like if you're going to a physical trainer like if you've been going to the same physical trainer for like 10 years and you haven't lost any weight you're doing it wrong
2: right sure So you know what
3: I mean yeah, like, exactly you need so I I will do it for you and then I just kick the training wheels off and like you got to do yeah, this yeah exactly <laughs> so that's the kind of thing kind of stuff I do especially because it, I've found this very unique thing because um Thailand Creative specifically does social media marketing and branding for artists and creatives and entrepreneurs because there's this weird disconnect there's a lot of artists that are out there whose people are sharing their stuff all over all social media. that don't know how to use it. Yeah, and it's really, really, and people who are using it wrong. Like I talk to people who are in indie, indie comics all the time. Well, who's your comic book for? Um, it's for teenagers between the ages of, you know, sixteen and I don't know, young people between the ages of sixteen and twenty six. I'm like, really? Because you're only talking to people who are forty five and fifty on Facebook. <laughs> So I'm going to need you to stop talking to your friends. And so there's just a, you know, a disconnect yeah. there. So when Blurco kind of blew up, I was like, um, and basically I don't think, it. I for me, I think I noticed more of a shift after, um, last year BET asked me, they flew me to LA to do, um some promos for X-Men Apocalypse. I
2: remember seeing those. I was
3: like, was I duped? Because that was a bad movie.
2: It sure was. (laughs) Storm is one of my favorite characters. I mean, my favorite X-Men is Wolverine, but I also really have always loved Storm, also because my last name is Storm. There you go. And so, like, we had that connection. Although Johnny Storm is actually the one with the last name Storm, where Storm's actual name is Orr Monroe.
3: Johnny's a bit of a jerk, so we can go back to... But
2: but (laughs) I was so excited that she was going to be in the movie, and then I saw the movie, and saw she had four lines. And then you have Psylocke in the movie, and she has no lines.
3: Well, and Jubilee.
2: And Jubilee. And here's
3: the thing. And it's like, I I was so frustrated,
2: because I thought the casting was so good. It was. And then I saw the damn movie, and I was like, what are we doing? another
3: exclusive. Um, When I was in that room interviewing them, because most of the interview, you know, they had to call it down to 30 seconds. Of course,
2: yeah, yeah. quick little Um, clips.
3: Yeah, and I... Every single one of them thought they were in the movie more than they were. Of course they did. Yeah. I can't tell you about the scene, but Jubilee definitely had a scene that I I hope it ends up on the it ended up on the DVD or in the the unreleased because there's a whole mall thing that never got in the movie. Like when they all leave to go to the mall, Then they're leaving the mall. Like there's no
2: (laughs) (laughs) there's no mall scene. Yeah.
3: Unfortunately, it's basically what happens when somebody who doesn't really understand the canon. And those of us who, like, X-Men, I am waiting for the X-Men movie that goes with the X-Men animated series that I saw in the 90s. Oh, yeah, that's still the, the best version of the, the X-Men. Chris, with the Chris Claremont type of, you know, yeah. storyline. I'm waiting for that. Yeah. Um, The thing that they did wrong with that storm, yeah, which was really sad, was they made her... They made her the later 90s storm in outfits. Yeah. But the girl was, her origin story was trapped in there somewhere from sort of like almost when Hudland was writing her. Yeah. And she was a child. And they tried to give the Greg Puck version some love in there too. And it's like, no. This isn't working. Yeah. Because now she's dressed like one character, but acting like another. Yeah. And you took all the lines away because you realize it's not canon. Yeah. You know? it, there was just so many things wrong with that movie. And I felt, I mean, I was really, really excited that, you know, VT asked me to come out. They, yeah. You know, they didn't know either. But sure, at that time, we were all just totally excited. and But that, I noticed, got the blur girl more on people's um, of course. Radar, and then that, and then I started the YouTube channel because people were like you're doing video. You need to do video. You need to be out there all the time. And I'm like, but, and <laughs> and I still struggle with this because I'm an editor. I want things to look a certain way. Sure, of course. And so it takes like I'm I'm editing now after hours in between things, and you know, I'm looking at people like Casey Neistat that are putting things up every day, and I'm like, I don't even understand how you're doing this. Yeah, for and, sure. I want, you know, I want the graphics and I want the stuff. And I'm like, I have to, I'm learning to dial that back. I'm learning like Snapchat and Instagram have taught me, you can just, you can just be up there and not have to edit it and it's fine. just let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Everybody can handle it. Um, So I'm working on that. (laughs) Very cool. My goal with Blurred Girl now is to um, expand a little bit as a brand and basically let, um, I'm going to be doing a lot more interviews and a lot more. I'm trying to, like like I said, shine a lot, light on a lot more indie artists and creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, and moving forward, that's what I want to continue to do. I don't want to, um, do I see myself with my own show on something? I Who haven't knows? gotten there yet. Yeah, sure. Um, but I'm going to continue to build and expand the YouTube. And I'm going to, what I need now is like interns. I need bodies. Right? I need minions. Yeah.
2: No, I know. I know. It's when you're doing stuff that um, sort of makes money, but you're not sure, like, and you're trying to find sponsors and get stuff out and get stuff, like, I started my third podcast this year wow. called Fun and Games, which is a gaming podcast, mm. which me and a friend are doing where we discuss gaming as art. So we look at it the same way you would look at music, books, and oh, whatever wow. else, and talking about genres, talking about the industry, and all that stuff, um, but I came to my friend Jeff and went... I'll do this with you, but you have to do everything. everything. I'll show up with a microphone, and I will record these episodes with you, and I will promote the hell out of them on social media, but you have to edit, you have to produce. I can't because yeah, I'm I, already doing it with yeah. two other shows, and I'm not even editing those shows. Yeah. Like, I edit this show a little bit, but my friend Steve is editing the the flagship podcast, but I'm still doing all of the nooks and crannies yeah. and trying to build it out and find and guests and research. and And, research. Yeah. and, and, and it's... And all of my shows are constantly evolving like yeah. autograph started as me in- interviewing every indie rapper I knew because wow. that's who I knew and they were great and they came on and it was a lot of fun I have origins in nerdCore and liking nerdcore rap oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I've always liked all kinds of rap but as an adult I realized oh there are folks doing rap about stuff that I like like Samus and the Mario Brothers and Samus TV is shows amazing. I love Samus the artist she's phenomenal yeah. it's funny I met her she and did she's a sh- brilliant brilliant she, <laughs> she did a show in New York opening for Mega Ran and I got to meet her in person and we chatted for a while and she was wonderful and she said bless her soul she said hit me up for an interview we'll absolutely do one and like three days later she blew up and was like everywhere in it's South by Southwest yes. and so now I've been chasing that ghost and it's not because she doesn't want to do an interview no it's just, she, she's, she's really busy so busy but she puts out so much music so fast she does uh, it's unbelievable and like I loved her Metroid EP but then when I heard her full length records and the stuff that she does I think 1080p is one of my favorite songs she's ever done because she's so open about going to therapy and getting help mm-hmm. and struggles of her past like I just love it I love her work so much she's
3: got another song coming out it's funny um, I may be helping her with another project that's and awesome she's coming to actually which I want to talk about anyway she's coming to FanCon next year oh cool and I'm actually on the planning committee for Universal FanCon and awesome. that's going to be in Baltimore uh, April 27th 2018 we' 27th to 29th and it's going to be a 24-hour con. That's awesome. It's going to be amazing. And so I keep telling everybody, like, buy tickets, buy tickets. They're like, but it's a year away. And I'm like, they're cheap now. Yeah, exactly. Buy the tickets now. Get the hotel room now. Yeah. Um, it's going to be huge. Like, um, we've got Orlando Jones. We've got her. We've got Phil Lamar. We've got... Basically, instead of talking about like hey we need more diversity here we need more diversity there and we need to have a diversity panel the whole panel's is diverse I mean the whole con is diverse
2: yeah it's just, just do it right just, yeah.
3: it's just I call it reality but you well, know, know. <laughs>
2: right of
0: course but
3: it's really actually being the people that put it together are um, black girl nerds Jamie Broadnax mm-hmm. and um, the black geeks which is like a consortium basically of a bunch of people and I'm just one of the affiliates, but I'm helping out with a lot of the ads and stuff that you see. I'm doing doing that stuff, and I'm also helping to get some comic book artists and people there. But I'm telling everybody, like, this is going to be huge. Yeah. It's going to be gigantic. Um, It is going to be in Baltimore. We are doing something about the bathrooms.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) um,
3: But it's going to be, like, very, very, very inclusive and a huge contingent also for um, – People that no one thinks about, like the disabled. Like, do you have a wheelchair? You will be able to get in the door. Yeah. You will not be asked to like figure out how to get it up a flight of stairs. Like, everything will be accessible. That's There'll awesome. There'll be people there um, doing sign language for people who are hearing impaired. That's... There'll be like all kinds of things that people don't normally think about. Sure. Um, there's people on committees handling that, um and so that's it's it's and we're teaming up with other you know cons too. So it's instead of talking about diversity and talking about inclusion they're doing it which is why I'm like really 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 excited
2: that's awesome
3: Um, so yeah FanCon is the only other thing I wanted to like spew out there so Blur Girl <laughs> time, I'm actually the Blur Girl everywhere yeah. I'm Blur Girl on Twitter on Facebook, and Facebook and I'm getting better with it. <laughs> I'm getting better with Snapchat I got yelled at uh, the other day oh did you I'm did, terrible
2: with Snapchat well I,
3: I do it but I only do it when I feel like okay I have my makeup on I can do this and uh, people are like you gotta be like to normal I'm like but I don't know if they'll like normal. So they. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, all I do is post uh, photos or videos of me with bizarre filters because, like, I don't know what the
3: hell to do with this this thing. Well, Snapchat's really good, um, and I tell people all the time, Snapchat's really good for events. If yeah. you're at a thing and there's a bunch of stuff going on, take your pictures and take your little quick 10-second videos in Snapchat mm. for two reasons. One, you can download them and put them up on Instagram later. hmm and to save them to stories and they will stay there for a little while. They don't disappear anymore after like seven minutes or, or, or a day if you save them. So, and it's, if you're in a rush, I tell people just use Snapchat and that way people will see where you are immediately and then later you can tell everybody else so it's that's it's, interesting it's, I hadn't
2: thought of it that way and the
3: fact that you can download them yeah it's helpful before you could do that I wasn't promoting it before you could download stuff yeah like, this is not helpful to me because <laughs> um, I forget where I put on what yeah so but if I'm running around it'll probably be on Snapchat and then I'll just download it at the end of the day
2: that to, makes perfect make it, sense.
3: Is that one's for free.
2: All right, thank you. I'll take that. I'll take that around <laughs> with it. I appreciate it. Well, it's funny being being mostly audio, and because I'm doing podcasts, I still can't figure out what to do with my YouTube page. I have a couple of, um, oh, what the hell is the app where you can lip sync on it? I'm blanking on it now, but um, musically? Uh, no, it's one of the other ones. Oh, okay. um, but but anyway, I would put up a few of those, and they went mm-hmm. straight to my YouTube. But like, I just as a DJ, don't I, I work mostly in audio? I have no idea what to do with video. Well,
3: I mean, honestly, I. The reason why I would say YouTube is important, which is why even though I'm like, but I'm starting a podcast,
2: um,
3: YouTube is the number one search engine right now.
2: Yeah.
0: So totally if is.
3: you do a podcast on, I don't know, um, you know, music for underwater basket weaving, I'm making that up. Um, sure. And somebody's like, I want to know if anybody's ever done music for underwater basket weaving, and they search, it'll go to YouTube yeah. first. Yeah. So. I would just get a still image mm-hmm. and put it up there Yeah, with the audio attached to it.
2: I mean, that's what I was doing for a while with, with autographs. And then I fell out of the loop of it. It was also because it was harder with autographs. So Crash Chords, we have uh, our theme music is composed by one of the members of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's using a beat from one of our friends. Um, uh, I'm friends with a, the Wall Street Players. They are a financial-themed rap group. Oh, they rap awesome. about finance. They're amazing. That love is them. awesome. I, I love need to them. find them. I will send you their stuff. <laughs> the, their new album has been in the works forever. Their old audio is not great, but their live performances are freaking awesome. Okay. But anyway, so they lent us one of their beats by me borrowing it and thanking them for it, and they're being gracious to let us use it, and we compose something over it. So that I can put up on YouTube, attach, add dollars to it, and do whatever. Because even with permission, my theme to this show is by a band called Malibu Shark Attack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mix of Tribe One, who's a nerdcore rapper, and then... Um, oh, he's going to kill me, an Irishman who does really great techno stuff. And they work together to make this kind of techno rap.
3: But did YouTube flag it?
2: And YouTube flags it. Oh. So even though I have permission to use the song from Tribe One, yeah. YouTube flags it so when I put it up, I can't do advertising. I still want to put them up so people can find me, but it's a bummer because there's yeah. it's great content that people are going to go to that I can't attach advertising to because of that theme. I've thought about cutting out the theme in the beginning and just putting up the audio, which yeah. I could do, but it's just... I'm just, it, loses, it loses something. Yeah, it does. Because
3: it's a uh, music podcast. Uh huh. So it's
2: why I ended up not choosing when I had musicians on the show to sample their music during the show. Yeah. I do it during yeah. my other podcast, <clears> throat> but throat> but not during this one because I want the I want the conversation to be about the artist and not necessarily just their work.
3: Well, you know what? I, I something else people do, and I've suggested this also, um, <clears throat> especially for people who have that issue as well as a few others is, um, one guy does this very well. If you have a Patreon, um, put on YouTube, put up only, uh, I don't know, five minutes, ten minutes of the show. Uh-huh. Just like it could be a middle chunk, mm-hmm. or it could be like the beginning to a particular amount, and then have them on Patreon for the rest.
0: Oh, yeah. And
3: then that will be, also, like, yeah. instead of having to split the advertising dollars, yeah. although you do have to split it a little bit with Patreon, um, and then it's it's in whatever format you want. Sure. And there's no flagging, yeah. there's no, you know, there's yeah. no anything. But it's it's I've also given that advice to webcomics. I mean, I love webcomics, but I I tell people all the time, like webcomics as a business platform sucks. It's yeah. you're giving everything away for free. Yep. Um, and it's very hard to have to build up a large group of people to for Start free charging. to say, buy this. It's yeah. like why? So <clears throat> um, I know Bounce did this. Uh, Chuck Collins of Bounce, he did, um, he posts once a week now for free. Yeah. And the other two, you have to be a Patreon subscriber to get to. Um, I know a couple other people who have um, have subscription sites yeah. for their stuff. Or it's all free, and then when, like, that season or that episode or that arc is done, they take it down and you have to buy it as a book, and then mm-hmm. they'll put other stuff up for free. Yeah, totally. You know, so, you, you know, they, and there's that way of using YouTube also, so that they're still searching and they're still finding you. But they, you don't have to fight all the things. And instead of having to mix a 10 yeah. minute or an hour or two hours, yeah. it's you know five minutes. It's just taste, and then they go you know see the rest of it someplace else or even if you wanted to lead them to, to an existing thing SoundCloud. right iTunes, well that's that's what I'm,
2: that. i i used to do is i would have the link of the full length episode also somewhere else so they would go to the website or to itunes or wherever else and so you know it's it's a work in progress and also like with you with Bird girl this started as a hobby that's growing and as i get a larger audience and people pay more attention i want to do something else with it and i'm just trying to figure out what that is at this point. Yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show Thanks and chatting with me. me. This has been a blast. Is there anything you want to direct people towards? Obviously, you're the blurred girl everywhere on the internet. <laughs>
3: everywhere, yeah. Please, well, yes, check out the podcast as soon as I. It's going to be on SoundCloud first. Okay. Because you know how iTunes take like, a couple days? Oh, and yeah. They always mess, oh, yeah. they mess up yeah. your image. You uh-huh. just, uh, yeah. So uh-huh. SoundCloud is going to be first. Okay. <laughs> but, um, that, but definitely check out the Blur girl everywhere. Um, also, uh, Universal Fan Con. Check out universalfancon.com, mm-hmm. as well as follow them on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all the things. And um, definitely shout me out, tag me, hit me up on you know if if you guys are reading things or seeing things yeah. like, hey, have you seen this? Yeah. Um, or, or do you know about this? Um, many times, even if I don't have time to review it or see it, I push it to people, other people who who do and can. Mm-hmm. And definitely look out. I have some. I guess I can now say this, celebrity guests that are going to be coming my way, so I'm I'm very excited about that. Um, So yeah, by, um, and I think the next con I'm going to is, funny enough, I'm actually gonna be at San Diego Comic-Con, but I probably won't be able to see most of the convention. It's very funny. I actually, (laughs) the editing side caught up with the, my day job caught up with my hobby. Uh I'm actually gonna be in the truck cutting for (laughs) sci-fi.
0: That's awesome.
3: (laughs) So I'm going to be at the parties, but I'm probably going to be at the con. Um, So, yeah, if you're going to San Diego Comic-Con, hit me up, because I might be able to, like, hang out with you guys at night. Um and then I think after that maybe Baltimore Comic Con I'm going to find out and then New York Comic Con I'm going to be hitting a lot of like local stuff because the other thing that I try and tell people especially trying to get stuff out there mm-hmm. is go to the smaller cons yeah, they're for much sure. more appreciative people will see your stuff they're just as likely to buy it yeah. just because it's in Long Island and yeah. not you know Manhattan doesn't mean that the person that buys your stuff doesn't have a lot of followers and won't want to tell everybody about your things. There you go. So definitely do that. But thank you. And obviously, follow Crash Chords.
2: Yes, please. Do all the things. Yes. follow. Thank you for the shout out. And if you want a nerdy guy who loves music and comics and video games on your show in the future, yes. please let me know. I'd be happy to uh, be on it. Um, check out the Blurred Girl everywhere. Um, I appreciate her giving life to the internet. Um, it's, it's been wonderful to have you here. And I have one last favor. We have a saying on both shows, which is, music is life and life is good. I would love for you to sign us off.
3: Okay. Thank you for listening. Listening. music is life, and life is good.
1: If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Cords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post and keep the discussion going. Because remember, music is life, and life is good.